and welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. The team is just now getting back to get from their drinks. I started a little early. I'm Nobody John. Can. See, there's John. He's already there with his uh, Halloween cup. Not a Halloween cup. Oh, it looked like a Halloween cup when you came in. It's a Mission Barbecue cup. Oh, I, I saw the orange. I saw the orange, and it looked like an orange and black, and it looked like a Halloween cup type. It came in, uh, and Kathy uh, is coming in. Ooh, we got an echo. Um, who do we got an echo with? Uh, give me a second. Uh, can't be anybody. Should not be an echo from anybody. Maybe it was just at the time. Okay. It was just probably probably just a echo, oh, echo, a quick echo, 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 echo. echo, echo. Do, 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 Isn't echo a dolphin? Is it me? Is it me? No, there's nobody. <laughs> um, oh, it's Legionnaires. Legionnaires oh, is having all, all the problems. Yeah. I'm sorry, Legionnaires. Uh, well, welcome to episode 141. We're going to be talking about uh, different types of materials that models are made out of and how to work with them and the benefits and negatives of all those models. But before we do that, uh, let's go and get all of our sponsors out of the way. I want to thank Tectonic Craft Studios. Uh, for giving us some products to give away. We'll be giving some of them away next month. Um, and we also want to thank Muse on Minis uh, for hosting all of our cool files and pushing out to everybody. Uh, we also want to thank uh, Creature Caster. Uh, we are still a creature creator, um, which uh, we can you can bug Kathy to see if she's ever finished her Scissorane of Desire. Oh, I haven't. No. <laughs> it's, it, it's in a little box because I don't want it to collect dust. But I'm sure later this winter I will get back to it. I have have to finish that Shadows of Brimstone thing, and then then we'll see. Yeah. And we also want to thank uh, Metalhead Minis uh, for hosting all and uh, putting all of our products out there. She'll be um, if you visit our website, you can find our stuff that's from Warfare Weekend and also for uh, More Than Dice. Some of our products we sell, which anything you buy from there. Goes right back into the podcast or goes into uh, everything else we do. Hey, hell boop. Um, so, uh, John, what are you drinking today? Uh, I am drinking Fireball and Dr. Pepper. Okay. Kathy's over there, already in bliss over there. What are you drinking, Kathy? <laughs> uh, this is jasmine tea, but I also have uh, rum and coke over there, but jasmine tea. Um, I'm on the good old water still, um, because I have to finish taking the rest of my meds. <laughs> uh, last day of the medication, so it should be pretty solid and pretty good. Um, other than that, John, we got any, uh, shout outs this week? Not that I know of. I don't think so either. I didn't, uh, not that I know of either. I mean... I don't think so. Yeah, I guess. No. I could swear there was somebody, but... I got a joke one, but I'm going to save it to a more opportune moment, so it, uh, it's a little harder. Okay. Um, but we're going to go ahead and say, uh, guys, please look after each other. Please, please, please look after each other. Uh, if you see something going on, say something, do something. Don't send idle by. Wear your mask. Uh, be safe. Don't go out unless you have to. Um, other than that, guys... 
We really appreciate all y'all listening, watching, and doing whatever and uh, being with us at this time. So I guess we'll do a shout out to uh, all of our listeners. To them. Cheers. 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 Mm. Each and Harris has a closet and a wall of shame. I have a whole mm. basement of shame. <laughs> I have no shame. I'm going to switch over to the paint cam. Hey, well, something we needed to test out is um, my see if the army painter kept that paint wet the entire week. Do you if think not, it did? I would say that your uh, wet palette has categorically failed. So let's see. All right. So I had a couple of paints on here uh, from last Sunday. So let's see if they stayed wait, wet. Wait, a week ago? Last Sunday. What do you think, Kathy? You think this will, this this should hold paint for a week? Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Hi, Phoenix. Uh, oh, hi, Phoenix. Doesn't look like it. Look like it bled through. Well, yeah. Oh yeah, it's still a little wet. Not much there though. It absolutely will bleed through. Yes, it will absorb the water from the sponge into the paint. So. It. Is still there. It's still wet. I mean, you can see the shine and the wetness through it, and it did kind of. Hello, Boop is asking when is when was the Teespring opened? The Teespring was probably a year oh, ago. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah, actually, I we had Teespring up up there for a long time. Let's put this back on. We'll test some more stuff with it. Um, but I have to get started on something because, um, <laughs> Captain Mizzy came yelling and screaming and throwing things at me the last time I saw her. Um, understandably, I, mean, I plan on doing that the first time I see you. Yeah, that's <laughs> fair. Yeah. That's second, that's I guess you what we all do, isn't it? Uh, yeah. so, um, she's having difficulty with metal miniatures and this um, she's never worked with metal miniatures, just plastic ones, which are, you know, okay and stuff. And so she was having a problem with it. And she's like, please, please, please take this off my hand before I kill somebody. And, uh, she technically, I think she dropped one of the models. And when she did, um, she cried. So, wow. Um, good luck with, uh, the rest of your life. Cause, uh, she's coming. Yeah, I think what it was just combined with all with work and everything else, and it was just like way out of the line and stuff. So, so I figured it'd be a good subject for us to uh, talk about this week, um, because how many miniature companies are still doing metal miniatures? Uh, all the time, uh, Infinity. Infinity is, is, it, is, it, yeah. is Infinity still doing metal? Last I checked, uh, Reaper still does metal. Even though they have their bones. I cried because 2020 is a twat. That's fair. Yeah, That's 2020 fair. is a big, huge twat. Which one? 2020. Oh. The year. The whole year. Yeah. I mean, there have been small, bright points of light. However, for the most part, yeah. Well, as a year, 2020 is more depressing than the first season of Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> and that was nonstop. 
Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I remember when most of miniatures were metal, no matter what. When they, you know, when I first they started all doing they all were back yeah. in the day. All oh, hold on, guys. And they were lead. Man voice for that shit. Do what? <laughs> But you have to do your uh, old man voice. Old man voice. Well, I remember back in my back day. Back in the day, all the miniatures <laughs> made of metal. Why, back when I was just starting out into the hobby, you see. <laughs> we had to whittle our miniatures out of wood. Out of blocks of lead. <laughs> and we chewed on them too. <laughs> you know how it is to whittle a block of lead? <laughs> Wasn't easy. So I want to point out in uh. The opposite of Banyan's defense, he says he put a chimera together backwards. Um, <laughs> what, like it, the treads were on backwards? That's a plastic model. Like, that was one of those. I'm like, what? You did a... Okay. He's like, it's all wrong. I got him a replacement because I work at Games Workshop. And then I saw the model he had. And I'm like, you flaming moron. You just put it together wrong. <laughs> so most models nowadays are plastic or resin um with a few exceptions like i says warcasters doing metal and uh infinity hey, so I, I i'm actually looking at this and this is one of the one that mizzy put together but it fell apart and she's got little score marks you probably can't see it i mean they're really tiny tiny score marks right here um, to where the glue is, but it's not enough amount of score marks. Now, when you get a metal miniature, what is the first thing you should do with your metal miniatures, John? Wash them. How? Doing what? Soapy water. Dawn takes mold I mean, out of your way. Honestly, I, that's good, but really just water is good enough because all you really want is the mold release agent off, but the mm -hmm. towel mostly. And water will do that fine. If you want a soapy water, that's next level. I would actually I like save. I mean, you might as well. That way you're doing the same thing with all your models. Because technically you should do it with plastics. Though it's a lot less important with plastics. And you had better do that shit with your resin. Yes. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. It is most important on resin more than any other one. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, that was a one thing that for the longest time I was like, why isn't my primer sticking to my metal miniatures why is my paint always coming off of my metal miniatures is because when we first started doing it i mean i didn't think about that you needed to you know wash them i mean whoever heard of washing I, miniatures? i was doing uh i was painting metal miniatures for years and years before i thought of washing the mold release off of them in the same way that i would do it with resin It, for whatever reason, it, it didn't occur to me for metal. But, yeah, uh, it, it, it does help. I had heard of it, and then when I started working for Games Workshop, and you see how a model's made, you're like, oh, look at all that. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh -huh. so that's how they get them out of the mold. They talc up the mold so that she doesn't stick as much. And you can feel it, too. You can tell whenever you pick up a miniature, you can go, oh, because it feels silky. Chalky. A little chalky. Yeah. So... Uh, that was the one thing that, you know, I was, a lot of people, you know, like I said, aren't used to metal miniatures. And so it's kind of. Yeah, they're the exception, thing. not the rule now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hail Boop says Blood and Plunder. The World War One game has metal. Uh, and that made me think of uh, Warlord games. They have 
I think they have stuff that's metal. Put store miniatures metal. There's a ton of companies, yeah, smaller there's... companies that yeah. that make their stuff out of metal. And, and usually it is a lot of the smaller companies, uh, for simple fact that they can do it in house most of the time. They don't have yeah. to go to China or wherever to get it done. Because otherwise you do. I mean, plastic models, only Games Workshop, I think, can do them in-house. I think everyone else has to contract them out to somebody. Yeah, usually. So So that was the one thing that I definitely, you know, for people that are still working with it, that are still, or not still, but are working with metal managers, wash the shit out of those things. Uh -huh. Dyslexic Lemons goes, I dropped too many minis to get metal minis. Yeah, <laughs> metal ones, unless you pin the hell out of them, which I do. I pin the hell out of every every arm, every everything that goes on to another part of that model, I drill, I pin. Because, you know, we're shipping models wherever, so they're at the whim of, you know, the post office or UPS or whatever, but... So we have to make sure they're going to arrive, you know, in one piece. And uh, pinning everything does help with that. But if you drop it on the floor, not only is there a chance that parts are going to break off, even if they are pinned, or at least get loosened, oh, but yeah. your paint job is going to be chipped to hell. And uh, there's nothing you can really do about it. If you If you get a bunch of your metal models together... You know, not separated by foam spacers or wrapped in bubble wrap or whatever, and they get knocked around. They're going to chip the paint off of each other, and you don't get that as much—not nearly as much—with plastic. No, yeah, the one thing I've with, with plastic. I mean, I've had some Space Marines that have like knocked off and they hit the ground and you know went launching off into space because you know <laughs> they're plastic and not paint doesn't chip or nothing on it, so it was like super easy. I've also had plastic models hit the ground and explode into all of their component parts. Fangwad says the Warcaster models have good deep attachment points. They do. They do have some good deep attachment points on here. Nevertheless. Um, um, Infinity's gotten a lot better. Corvus Belly, they have, they're doing a lot to make things as easy as possible because they have some really, really small parts <laughs> that yeah. uh, aren't always easy to... Uh, get together and i would say on a categorically what gonzo is doing there do not do yeah do not do this unless Ever. you know how to do it without screwing it up even if you know how to do it without screwing it up don't do it unless you have to yeah. that's a really small point because all you're doing so that will hold and that will bond but it will be weaker than if you actually just glued it and let it stay oh geez yeah also using a little bit of green stuff and by a little i mean a very little you mix up a little green stuff, you do a dot of green stuff, you do a dot of glue. Now all of a sudden, uh, your green stuff is going to be there helping fill up whatever little gap it is because you're not using, you don't want to use too much green stuff. But that's going to hold it in place now while your glue dries. Yeah, and uh, Metal John would say, a little bit of glue, a little bit of green stuff, a little bit of glue. The idea is the green stuff isn't going to be between the two little glues, it's going to be that point's going to hit, like if it's a rounded thing, the point's going to hit, but then the green stuff will fill in around it where it normally might be a little loose. It'll fill in, and green stuff's got some sticky property combined with the glue, and now you've got a better hold. 
Uh, liquid green stuff probably would not do the same. It'd be okay, but I don't think it'd be good enough for you, Captain Mizzy. I never <laughs> liked the liquid green stuff. Uh, it has its juices. Never liked it. I would well, rather use the. Uh, I would rather use the Vallejo plastic putty. Yeah, absolutely. Remember that liquid green stuff was made literally to make up for the fact that fine cast is fine cast, cast, cast was not as good a quality as it needed to be. <laughs> that being said, I got like a handful of fine cast models that were all perfect. They were great. I had uh so you know the the Lord of the Rings stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh what was it called? It was the uh the Warg Rider, the Goblin Warg mm-hmm. Rider guys. Mm-hmm. I love that unit in my goblin army. Mm-hmm. Uh so I wanted to get the model, but of course it's fine cast. So I got, I got the model. I uh, I got it home. So many air bubbles and and the mold slide and everything. I took it back. I took it back to the store. They went in the back and got every single one of them they had. This is the battle bunker. Every one of them we had. We looked through all of them, and then they ordered more. And between all of those, of the ones they ordered again and everything, I was able to cobble together one that was adequate. Adequate. <laughs> yeah. Not even good or perfect. Not even adequate. good. Not even good. One that I was yeah. like, well, with a little work, I can make this work. So that is the downside of resin. And you don't see that often because other companies that use resin don't try to mass produce it gw tried to mass produce it and resin is not for mass production you need to take your time you need to make sure you're doing it right that is the real reason why forge world stuff is so expensive part of it's a markup like a motherfucker but it is inherently much more expensive to start because of all the babysitting and all the the love and care has to go into it. It's, it's, it's like a handcrafted model at that point. Like, it's not like, you know, sculpt or anything, but they're literally pouring the resin into the mold, you know, making sure it all fills out properly and, and all that. So. Plastic and Bane Riders? Oh, yeah, so. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the Rustic, which is uh, Privateer Press's old resin-type model. Rustic um, being resin plastic, uh... Right. Yeah. Now, technically, res- it doesn't matter of def- definitions, but we call it rustic so we're clear as to what we're talking about versus standard plastics or standard resin. It is the worst of all worlds. It's extra bendy. It doesn't hold. It's it holds detail less good than plastic, regular plastic, and it was quite literally the worst possible material. Yes, that was. And then you have a company who's doing everything. They can. Well, yes, Rustic is just PVC, but again, we call it Rustic so people know exactly what we're talking about. Because PVC, plastic, there's a million different types. Yeah. There's even different types of plastic you might have. And for example, the steam forged models are plastic that is a different type of plastic than both the Rustic and, say, GW plastic. Um, I know, because I got a bunch over there on the... Uh, and the, different uh, from bones, which is another kind of plastic. Yeah. So they've changed their formulation for plastic. Their first stuff was very bendy. Yeah. 
and they've gotten a little more rigid, which is good. That's what you need. Because uh, you don't want your plastic to be... So, you want your plastic to either be GW plastic, because it's just really good to work with, uses plastic glue, bonds together well, just a good quality material. If you're not using that, and you're still st staying in what we call plastic, you want to use what um, is used for um, Legion, Star Wars Legion models, which is a little bendy, but not so much that it really just becomes a problem. But I've literally had a sniper rifle bend almost sideways, and then carefully you're able to put it back into proper shape, and it's not going to come off, where with other materials that we've either snapped because it's too rigid or been floppy forever or stuck that way because yeah. it's too soft. Trashorama is right. Hey, Trash. Kathy has worked with the new Bones uh, Gen 3 stuff. Mm -hmm. Yes. The uh, the Burgemeister, which I painted up uh, during ReaperCon um, on the stream, or the little fat uh, mare, uh, that was the Gen 3 Bones. And that was... That was pretty amazing. You think of bones, you think of the white stuff, you think all bendy, uh, lack of detail. It was exactly the opposite of that. It was not bendy. The There was a ton of detail. I was actually surprised at the amount of tiny details that that this model had. And the uh, this knight in armor that I have, too, is Gen 3 that I'll be painting at some point. Mm -hmm. So much detail in that, and all the edges are really sharp and everything. So so this new Gen 3 bones, you know, when you see them talking about that, it's really nice material. Well, honestly, like, I would say everything except for rustic and that really bendy plastic is nice material. Anything between anything a higher quality rigidity rigidity wise than say hero clicks because fuck that shit <laughs> no some of you love hero clicks that's cool they're not paintable models it's okay they're they're durable it's all good but for those of us who want to paint the models and all they're terrible for that so they're not we're not really fans of them and then rustic is it's just the fucking worst it's just hard to work with yeah the, the, there's no the only redeeming feature is i think that uh Privacy Press had more control over how it was made because I think they had it in-house or something. So. Yeah, because that was like the first Grimkin stuff was made out of that. But yeah, I've, I've, I've had my share, and I told this story on the stream last week because Captain Mizzy and I were, were talking about uh, what a pain in the ass it is to put together metal models now that you know, now that people have put together plastic models and see how easy it can be and what great quality plastics you can get nowadays, it didn't used to be the case. But anyways, uh, yeah, I had, when I was first starting out in the hobby and I was putting models together, there was one point where I decided I'm going to put this, it was Warcrow was the, uh, the name of the company. Mm -hmm. And they had some really cool models. And I was holding all the pieces of this model that I had glued together in my hand, in my fingers, all the pieces glued, because I thought that would be a good idea. And there was a piece stuck to each one of my fingers and my thumb. 
They were they 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 glued themselves to the tips of my fingers and thumb, and I'm like shaking my hand. I'm like, like screams of rage, you know, loud sounds yep. happening, and uh, and I was like, I'm done for the day. I just mm-hmm. I couldn't with the hobby anymore that particular day. <laughs> the next day I came back, and uh, I figured out that I could roll up pieces of uh, uncooked sculpey into a little ball and support those pieces like that, you know, and then maybe not try and glue every single piece onto the model all at the same time. What? You know, it's a learning Let experience. Let dry in between? That it's, sounds like madness. It's a learning experience, you know. It was it was early on, and, you know, we, we all do it. We all glue parts of models to ourselves. At some point. <laughs> I'm not going to say that we used to t- play a game after putting together models for a good session of who got the largest piece of glue off their skin. Oh, God. Yeah. I got to the point where I'm like, you know what? I'm not really going to compete in this anymore, but I had a bottle of acetone all the time because it was a lot easier to get all it off right. your skin then. Oh, Captain Medlove, raiding party. Woo-hoo. Thank you. Sharing the love. Hey, Trader Legions. Hey, Captain. Thank you so much for the raid. Hi, Agusaku. How is everybody? Welcome to the More Than Dice podcast. This is Sunday night. We do our podcast. We talk about gaming and tabletop war games mainly, role-playing games, uh, occasionally card games, and we talk about the hobby because... We're all miniature painters. Yep. So that's what's going on tonight. Hey, Malite. I'm the only one painting, which is an oddity. (laughs) (laughs) By painting, I'm dry brushing a test base. Bill Robertson. Hi. Carew, hi. Welcome. This does. Oh my gosh, I forgot to change it. This doesn't look like a Gundam, you guys. Um, so earlier today, I I was streaming my assembly of my first Gundam kit and so that was a couple of hours of streaming but every other Sunday I'm going to be streaming that in the afternoon until I get that Gundam kit built so um, but yeah so Sunday nights every Sunday night is this podcast oh my right now we're talking (laughs) about the difference between various materials models are made out of Uh, the TL didn't catch the beginning is Rustic star sucks. <laughs> Wash all your models after you get them. So yeah, it's the pros and cons of metal models versus plastic models versus resin models. The different kinds of plastic. You know, we've we've all had experience with all these different materials. Mm. We all know what we like and don't like. The most weird thing that I've heard from people about why they like metal models, though is well they just they weigh more and it feels better in my hand no that's a good thing i mean the <laughs> I did, that's just are... the most bizarre reason for liking <laughs> metal models lighter i'm just saying <laughs> the upside down guy is tripping me out says zara that's fair he trips well, all of us out that's the gonzo he's weird hey sarge i'm weird Okay, so the one thing, so for people who are wondering, I'm working on a Warcaster model, 
These are models from a friend of mine, Captain Mizzy, and she was having problems with metal miniatures. So first time, and she broke some, and she was just like done, and like, hey, can you help me out? I'm like, sure. So right now I'm cleaning up all the plastic, or all the glue that she had in here, because she really wants to paint this stuff. And so I'm having to dig some of this glue out. But the one thing I did notice that I can give a good uh, thing on is she didn't score the metal well enough. There was like two marks. And I'm like, no, you got to really just mark You really have to up. just take the, take the file or take a... Uh, I actually use wood carving tools on my metal models when I'm cleaning them. So I can take the wood carving tool and ram it into the sockets, you know, where the arms are going to go or the legs or whatever, and really just uh, scrape it all out. So right now I'm just cleaning the glue that she had in this socket. <laughs> Captain Mizzy waves my flag of shame. Yes, that's the very <laughs> same person. That's fine, Captain Mizzy. We will get you... Uh, Does that come out at all? We'll get you putting together metal models in no time. Uh, kind of can see some of it. It's tough. Zara suggests magnets in the bases, too. Yeah, magnets in the bases are, are an awesome thing. <clears throat> in addition to that, I like to pin my models to my bases. But I like to make more decorative bases. Yes, slightly more decorative bases, indeed. Magnets. Magnets. <laughs> Captain Adlow says, thank you for that advice on the tools for metal models. Such a good idea. You are most welcome. Uh, that's something that we discovered a long time ago. They're, they're good for carving in baked Sculpey, and they're good for filing mold lines and stuff on metal and plastic. And... They are slightly less sharp than your hobby knife, so if you slip, you're a bit less likely to cut yourself. I mean, if you stab, then yeah, you're still gonna stab yourself, but let's be real. But yeah, they're they're just not quite as uh, as dangerous as the uh, and you can you can get a better leverage with wood carving tools. Seems like. Mm -hmm. Anyways, that's that's my perspective. Okay. Oh, an oh. elf blood bowl set. Wow, that's There's a lot school. of people looking for one of those. Because eighty-eight, that's like way, way back. That's like first dead blood bowl. Yeah. That's before, that's before I started even painting, playing Blood Bowl. That's it was long before I started. Yeah. I probably didn't start until about 94 or 95-ish. Where's the fun in having tools that you can't injure yourself with? Well, I, mean, I guess. You try hard enough to you injure yourself with anything. I'm more... That's true. That's very true. One of, a, one of my old battle brothers, uh, Keith Kachalian, used to teach the, uh, the kids. It was the academy at the... Glen Burnie Battle Bunker, and he would teach him how to use the tools and all that. And every time he introduced a new tool, one of the kids would ask him, Mr. Keith, how did you hurt yourself with that one? <laughs> and every time he had a story of how he hurt himself with that particular tool. So. Okay. Got the glue cleaned up, so now we're going to score up this thing and just get yeah. another one. Um, now, of course, glue for each type is going to be different. Of course, you can't use plastic glue with a metal miniature. Um, well, asterisks. You can use super glue on all of it. 
Correct. That's true. Yeah. But what do y'all prefer? Do you prefer super glue on everything or plastic glue with plastic, you know, super glue with metal, super glue with resin? I mean, how, how are y'all Super glue handling? with resin. When I was putting together my creature caster model, uh, like I said, I always scrape out all the, the sockets and areas where things are going to fit no matter, you know, what, if I'm using super glue. And it was it was like cement. You just touch that one part of the resin to the other part. All you hold yeah. it for a couple seconds and it's done. It's yeah. not coming apart. No matter I, how had, I had parts of that model that I had to bend still under hot water. And they were there were it was parts that I had already glued together. And I had these things and I was grabbing and bending and wrestling with these things and they were not coming apart. So, yeah, super glue for resin fantastic and that wasn't even with using green stuff yet yeah now i used super glue on everything except plastic models since we're a lot of model flow i will plastic glue the crap out of some models i love plastic glue i love plastic glue too but wavy has a good point as well it's good be super glue everything is good because you can usually disassemble super glue if you're careful and if you feel like you have to that that is very true like uh Benion could have popped those treads off the <laughs> off that Chimera. <laughs> oh, I'm, I should actually point out that actually I assembled that Chimera later because he gave me the broken one. Oh, really? Yeah, I got it assembled. I got it popped. He, he it not was a broken, thing. not broken. That's funny. Yeah, that, sorry, that Benion, actually, but that was funny. <laughs> that is actually really interesting. He's got a bowl that's filled with rice that he uses to keep models upright. While they're uh, while they're gluing, oh, I like that idea. That's it is a really good, good idea. I actually, I use the old pans, but I'm crazy like that. I usually, like I said, I'll roll up a ball of uh, either uncooked Sculpey or blue tack, and and put it, you know, in a place that supports the joints for uh, letting super glue dry. So what I'll do is honestly, if I know I'm putting together models that need some drying time, since I generally only hobby for about a half an hour or so a day, I will make sure I have a video on so that I can be holding it and watch the video while I'm letting it dry and then get back and, you know, keep track of my my hobby time versus just staring at the video time. Oh, um, interesting. Search what, says says <laughs> you can disassemble a part after using plastic glue just use plastic glue again until the part loosens that's actually an interesting tip because yeah. i've usually had to use uh i've done so much as taking a hobby knife and sort of get a little bit around the edge open and then taking um acetone and using the same hobby knife to get it in there to try and loosen it up what uh, what what glue do y'all usually suggest? I mean, brands type. Um, it doesn't matter if I'm buying a brand specifically. I'm probably getting Gorilla Glue, but I mean, uh, I think everyone uses the same same I, bottle of glue since they'll I like put... the Instacure Cyanoacrylate. The Instacure, that's the one with the purple label. Yes, that's exactly the same one I have, John. Yes. <laughs> they, they use that in the stores because they let them label it with whatever, which is cool. Yeah. The one so that I, I have is labeled uh, Bobby's, Ho Bobby's Hobby House, which had to close uh, last year. Rest in peace, Bobby's Hobby House. Oh, yeah. So it's it's good glue. There's nothing wrong with this. I like Gorilla Glue also. 
Um, but sometimes it's hard to get that. And um, there's different, you can have different grades of that. Sort of like GW used to have the thin glue, which I actually really, unlike most people, I really liked the thin glue. The price point was a little much, considering how little you got in the bottle. If you're going thin glue, Jim absolutely loves the uh, the really cheap, like crazy glue that comes in the package of three tiny metal tubes because that is super thin. That's all he uses now, and it's also super cheap. That but stuff's it's actually really, really messy really for, if, yeah. if you're not careful. That's why I like GWs because it came in a bottle with the brush applicator, which was amazing. Like, it was really expensive for what you got. I'm not going to lie. And I grain of salt because I was buying it on my GW discount, so I barely noticed. But I really liked it as a product, just not the price point when you're not an employee. I don't make it anymore, I don't think so. But I really like the brush and all that. I would use some of that. Um, Sarge says, uh, Tammy, uh, extra thin, regular and quick setting for plastic, insecure purple, medium gap filling for super glue. Yeah. That's yep. centered. Tester's plastic that Banyan uses is also really good. I no, use that much. Tester's myself. plastic is fantastic. That is my favorite plastic glue. I actually also like Model Master plastic glue. Actually, that might great. be the that might be the one that I have. Yeah. Should be sitting here somewhere. Um, honestly, you, you use plastic glue so infrequently. Make sure you 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 get one you're gonna like. Um, uh, Sarge, does that uh, time I want to have uh, the brush applicator? Because that's the only thing that would make things better is a little brush applicator on those. I think I saw one on uh, some bottling website that had a brush applicator. See, this is the um, one. And it has a glue little, glue board. <laughs> <laughs> little 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 brush applicator on it too. They both yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. So that's really nice having the brush applicator. Yeah, uh, I use that yeah, one in a lot of my plastics. Yeah. So that's that's a good one to get there. Um, I do like the metal tip on the <clears throat> Model Masters one, but the brush applicator would be really good too. Uh, there is this, I've been using Spackle for gap filling on resin. Interesting. Huh. It's probably cheaper than using green stuff, which I yeah. use, fortunately, <laughs> in large amounts. Or you can extend the brush, too, when the bottle gets to the bottom. That's super cool. I'll take a look at that stuff when I need to redo my refill my plastic glue, which will be a while. That one's relatively new, and I'm not really putting together Malavo models right this moment, and definitely not putting together G-Dub models right now. It's all... Marvel Crisis Protocol, which can plastic glue, and uh, Star Wars Legion. Bill Robertson says, I use FlexiFile or a 10X7 or Ambroid Pro Weld or the Tamiya. Really hot plastic glue that you can melt off light seam lines with. Wow, I hadn't thought of that. Interesting. Yeah, so you see, even in glue, there's a million different ones you can use. There's the modeling glue we use is just the tip of the iceberg, really. Oh, that's a good idea, Wavy. Wavy says I use resin out of my 3D printer and a UV I mean, torch. You... I've I've heard people talk about doing that, like to uh, to attach a model to a base sometimes, or you know, you know, an, an arm to the body or whatever, rather than using green stuff or something else to do gap filling. My UV huh. torches. I haven't I haven't welded with it before, but I do have a bunch of UV torches. 
Lemon-scented plastic glue? A lemon-scented brush on plastic thin glue for those who can't handle the fumes. That's also another one. The fumes are another thing you gotta keep in mind. I mean, those fumes are... The Tamiya is very strong. Not significant enough to really cause a problem unless you're using it a lot. Luckily, I'm pretty sure you can wear a mask and help out a lot. <laughs> but we all got those now. <laughs> you know? So. Well, yeah, so that sort of thing about it is if you're only going to choose one glue, choose a good super glue. It'll work for everything. Uh, if you, you want that next level and you decide you like it after trying it on something, I suggest getting some old cheap GW box set that's made of plastic and try not plastic glue to make sure it's your thing because it is a little different than using super glue. Yeah. Like, you will not get that shit apart once it's fully cured. You, no. It basically kind of melts that shit together. You're not getting it apart easy. Also, you have to be careful when you do pull parts apart and you get those little threads of glue that they don't get on other parts of your model because it will start to work on those other parts of your model. And... Mm -hmm. It may wipe out some of the detail. Sarge says, I come from the scale model side of the hobby. Only been doing miniatures for a short time. So a lot of my building is still using scale model techniques. And I think that's, you know, that's an interesting thing to consider uh, is that scale modelers have techniques that they've all been using for years and years and years and there should be a crossover you can learn a lot as as miniature painters from the things that scale modelers do with uh like model cars model tanks mm -hmm. you know well, all of that kind of stuff also don't forget or forget our you know where we come from the the historical war gamers i mean they've been painting models since you know forever uh -huh dawn of time i mean come on there's video there's lots of pictures. they love that picture short video of uh peter cushing working on some of his models which is a great one uh, i mean they've been doing it for a long time there's a lot of stuff there so it's and model railroaders with their with their terrain building and stuff oh I mean, yeah can, good lord you can do a ton of amazing stuff with bases of models if you <laughs> study how these people are making terrain and and the tools that they use for it so all these hobbies have a crossover. They really should have a crossover. Yes, there should be a Venn diagram, and we should all we... mitigate towards that, migrate to that center where we're all using all the tactics. But the only difference is a lot of those, they use only one medium. For example, scale modelers, generally most of those model kits are plastic, just pure plastic. So um, they might have a little bit of other stuff here or there. But also talk to those guys you need to put together clear plastic. You know, cool. GW does clear canopies. Some other guys will have some clear parts. You may want to stay clear. You want to check with those guys on how they do it to keep it clear. Because if you use super glue, it's going to fog up. Yeah. You can prevent that, but it's easier to actually talk to them on how they put it together. Um, so. Um, We'd be sort of talking about glues. making sprue goo with plastic glue. It's really, yeah. Great for for filling plastic. Yeah, I have only just recently heard about that. Like dissolving bits of your sprues into this stuff to make this mm -hmm. kind of sludge that you can use for uh, gap filling. And I'm like, oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah. 
And Sarge says, I actually use the sprue bits to put in an almost empty Tamiya good glue bottle and add more glue to it. It melts the plastic and can be used as filler. If you get the spider webs and you pull the brush out, you need to add more glue until it stops. That's another great <laughs> tip. Um, though I find, as far as gap filling goes, plastic models tend to have the least amount of gap. Yeah. And Legionnaire uh, says Vince Venturella has a video on Sprugu. So if you want to see yes. a video on how to make the Sprugu, go find Vince Venturella's YouTube channel. Yes. Actually, I have a list of all the hobby videos that have been suggested to me. I just keep it on there, even if I've watched them, so I can go back and reference it another time. But yeah, so yeah, mostly I find plastic models tend to have the least amount of gap filling required, and metal models tend to have uh, probably the worst, though resin sometimes is... Resin, resin can is... be... Yeah, because you can get some warping mm -hmm. on some of the uh, pieces, and like, haha, <laughs> that's his reign of desire. I'm not... I mean, I absolutely love my creature caster models, but I'm not looking forward to the green stuffing that I'm going to have to do on parts of that when I when I start putting pieces together. Yeah, it's going to be significant, probably. <laughs> um, now, that's another thing where the, knowing the material helps. So resin is, tends to warp a little bit, but it is very much more receptive to heat and bending it back and then shocking it back with cold water. So literally all you need is a hair dryer and, or heat gun. It's just a hair dryer. Heat guns get a little too hot, but it'll work quicker. And then you just heat it, heat up the part, bend it to where you need it, and then put in some cold water to shock that shit back into staying that way. Um, it doesn't work with everything. Some things it'll work better than others. But uh, it is definitely a good tool to keep in your keep in your uh, toolbox there for working with resin. Your repertoire. Yes, and also remember, resin, we say this every time we're working with it, wear an actual good particle mask or respirator if you're filing resin. That shit is no bueno. Um, I'm guessing this is where the weapons go. Yep. What's that? <clears throat> I was trying to figure out where... We have these little, look like little bitty feet things, and I'm like, uh, that's got to be the shoulder mounts for the guns. <clears throat> yeah, Bill course, Robinson says you can also uh, straighten out Reaper black swords and such with just a hair dryer. A lot of those, the softer plastics you can do it with, um, he says just let it uh, cool. I actually prefer to have cool water to cool it off quicker. You just hold it in the pose you want it, throw it in there, and let it go because a lot of things if they've been bent long enough when they cool they'll just try and go back to that shape I find shoulder, shoulder. Um, and also sometimes it'll just you know like I did a little bit with uh, so Minsk here is uh, from GF9 and he is a bit of you can see this is very soft plastic very bendy um, I did manage to take some hey side storm the internet to get some uh, heat to get that all straightened and then with the, the paint actually helps a lot because the paint won't want to bend so if you can get it straight before you paint it it'll start to it'll stay there and then if it does bend unfortunately it might crack the paint but that's sort of the problem with that material and normally i wouldn't work with it but 
I don't see anyone else out there making a Minsk and Boo model, so it was that or nothing. So uh, <laughs> I need a suggestion from Captain Mizzy. Big gun on the arm or go big or go home. Or little gun. I'm gonna guess she's gonna say big gun. Probably big gun. I mean, cause she does Do what? Big, big, big boom. Big boom. Big bada boom. I mean, she's not planning on wizzywigging or going to tournaments, so she just probably wants it, you know, for cool. Not magnetizing factor. weapons. Not in this case. No. Um. I didn't magnetize mine, and of course, you know, I'm a tournament player, but I also bought three of them and did three configurations. That's the other yeah, thing that's easier with plastic magnetizing. <laughs> yeah, uh, pinning is easier. Conversions are easier. Easier. Did she say big boom? I'm guessing. I can't see. Yeah, she thing. said big boom. Big boom. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So Sarge says that it <laughs> notes that he also uses a bowl of ice water. Hold the part position I want. He says it seems to get rid of the bend memory. Yeah, I just use cool cold water out of the tap, but ice water probably works even better. And if you're doing a large batch of things, it'll, it'll stay cold longer. I usually only do one thing at a time, but that's sort of my focus right now. One thing at a time. Excuse me, painting seven things at once. But one. when I'm putting stuff together, it's one thing at a time. Big I'm putting a giant thing together. What giant thing are you going to put together? My one giant thing that I'm putting together. My my Gundam, Gundam which requires no glue. Oh, Nick says, "Is <laughs> Kathy assembling, or is she?" So, Nick, that was earlier, and I just forgot to change that for our podcast. This is a podcast, and the the Gundam assembly was earlier in the day. Apparently, uh, went very well. Which kicked ass. It was awesome, and thanks to Cybestorm, who is in chat here for multi-streaming with me and sending me that kit and and putting one together at the same time as me so we both could go through the instructions together and we could both go through every piece as we uh as we were assembling them side by side and we're going to be doing that every other sunday afternoon until i get this thing fully assembled so, yeah, I really enjoyed it a lot. It was fun. Awesome. <laughs> so, but yeah, Sunday night is always our podcast where we talk about the hobby and the miniatures and gaming and chickens. Nerd Very stuff. rarely do we talk about chickens, though. Very rarely do uh, we talk about chickens. Mostly guns talk about chickens, but I mean, that's true. The food's generally on the pre ramble. Every once in a while we get it up. Anytime we do a hobby time, centric. we go off on the food. I mean, <laughs> take a vote. Who thinks Kathy's painters? Oh, oh, pick me. Pick me. I think that. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> Kathy should paint her Gundam. Yes, 100% you should paint her Gundam. Yeah, but I wasn't as careful with all the little, you know, clippy things. There's, there's you can tiny always little... take it apart. Things. You can you can clean it afterwards. Hell, I have friends who put together GW models and don't clean them while they're putting them together. Drives me nuts when I get models from him. And I'm like, oh, you motherfucker. 
Really? You didn't clean the models at all? He's like, no, I clean them afterwards. Like, it's so much harder afterwards, you idiot. <laughs> no, That's I didn't intend the... on that for this one. So I didn't, I didn't clean anything. I didn't. I feel uh, like she mentioned I'll for this one. That means she'll paint through. the next one. I'll paint the next one. Yeah. There you go. You heard it here. I'll paint the next one. This one is my for funsy. Uh, well, they would all be for funsy, but this one is my first one. I want to keep it simple. You'll go. I'll have to get, you'll have to go get some liner, some paint panel liner then. Try that out. <laughs> like I don't know where to get a oil paint wash. <laughs> oh, damn. Is it the other room? Tell me it's the other room. You know, I get it, it, no, it's like it's reaching dark. across so the room. So far away. Yeah. Just reaching across the room, yelling at Jim to give it to her. Mm, yeah. Yeah, so Sarge says, ask any thought on the upcoming, any thoughts on the upcoming 2021 convention season? It's going to be rough. Uh, it's yeah. probably going to be nothing until... Late summer at the earliest, I'm thinking. I I would I would like to think that it would be different, but I feel like Trasharama is correct in saying that he thinks that the 2021 season will be virtual. There have already been pushbacks and cancellations. Um, not just, and I'm assuming you're not just talking about, you know, in the, the geek uh, convention season, because I know that there are other conventions, other big professional conventions that are also doing that they're canceling and pushing back and stuff mm -hmm. and yeah. uh yeah which i really Working think is with really them. weird EVO, uh, lvo still has not canceled last i saw it will so remember they have to wait until the convention center says no you can't have it before they cancel or it becomes problematic yeah so, so i work they, with well, a they lot won't of officially announce I have a lot of people who work with a lot of people that are doing conventions of various things, and they're all making um, assumptions that it's going to be virtual, part virtual, um, maybe virtual and live at the same time. They're <laughs> all making making that assumption and getting ready for that. Um, even some of them that aren't supposed to have conventions until July of next year, they're still getting ready for the potential of it being virtual. And... Uh, Nixel says three years. It's expanded year. It flew three years to burn out. I yeah. don't feel like we could be better than that, but I don't think certain selection of people would let it be better than that because their freedoms. Yeah. They got to have their freedom fries. Yeah. I wish it would be live too. I would like to actually go to some, but this uh, just gives me more time to pay bills, get set up so I can go. Uh, start doing the stuff I want to do better. You know, we make it to somewhere where both Kathy and Gonzo are, and we can have a live get together. Yeah. What? What? Now, because see, people have already asked us about Warfare Weekend in November of next year, and I'm like, we're playing it by ear still. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would hope because it's November. I mean, it's a year away. I hope. Um, Might be. I mean, they're they're pushing to, not to get on the depressing topic of the COVID apocalypse, but they're pushing for this uh, uh, vaccine at a breakneck pace. Yeah. 
So they really want it to work. I don't know. Vaccines generally take longer than that to be tested and developed. But who knows? A lot of smart people working on it. I don't want to just think that, uh, no, no, they're pushing it through too fast. I mean, they need to do something. A 1-100 deep striker should be the first Gundam that I paint. Says um. I, that sounds like a trap. Let me check with Adam Rockbar. I Yeah, he said that's a trap. Yeah, that's a trap. <laughs> that sounded kind of like a trap to me. Yeah. <laughs> See? Who needs safety? Trap. The economy is what matters. Right? Right? Uh. Oh, the peasants don't matter. It's crazy. It is unprecedented. But uh, go to a normal spiel. Hey, guys, you know, try and keep it together. It's it's tough times, not getting games in. It's time to paint all your armies. Times to get all that stuff together. Chat with your local peoples, hopefully through Facebook. I mean, hell, imagine what this would be like without social media. Imagine if this happened in the 90s, for fuck's sake. It would have been a catastrophe. My life would have been very different. I mean, mine too. Hang out with your but, favorite Twitch streamers, like Kathy. Yeah. Like Kathy. I wouldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs> but if that had happened in the nineties. Well, yeah, we we say that, but I, since we're on the the COVID apocalypse, you guys want to chat? Hit one of us up, all of us up. We'll chat with you by text. We'll start a Skype Absolutely. call if you need it. We need to do everything together to keep. Everyone's saying you need to chat with somebody live chat shit really get some like painting streams together good lord i wish did google hangouts not choose the worst in time to end yeah god you need google hangouts i guess you could get a zoom meeting uh oh, yeah you zoom, or, you can, what 45 minutes discord hangouts you can do discord you can yeah, do google discord. discord is great just get a uh Get it together. Get some hobby night on. It'll help a lot. Uh, Nick, so I feel you. I've cracked a couple times. Uh, luckily, my work is very understanding. When I tell them, I literally cannot today. I cannot. It will. It will not. So good meet is still around. Skype. Skype. That's good. Yep. M E E T. Because don't Google the other thing because that's going to be terrible. Played around with it too much. Did you play someone who has a gray army after this? This should feel the taunts of a thousand taunts. <laughs> oh, so Legionnaire says he misses my hobby streak streams, but I understand why you're not doing it anymore. Yeah, it was a lot of extra time and almost no one watching them, unfortunately. Um, of course, that was before COVID. It'd probably be super popular now. Uh, I am working to arrange my desk so that I can get a second monitor up so I can do more streaming of stuff. Um, like maybe hobby streaks, maybe watch John play MechWarrior online terribly. The only way apparently I know how. That's not really true. I have some good games. I have a lot of bad games, but we'll see. Say so what time is it? Oh, before we uh, go to movie section, because it's 859, uh, Trash also said he would plug Reaper does a paint club every Sunday from, uh, from 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Get 10 to 15 folks on from 1 to 6. That sounds like a great hangout and that's time. In the, that's in the Reaper Miniatures Discord, right? The paint club? I do not know. I, I think. Right, Trash? 
I really need to get in on that at some point here because I think I had a lot of fun uh, during ReaperCon yep. online in that Discord. Yep. Reaper Mini Paint Club on Discord. So, yeah, Check out for Discord. There's Discords on everything. You can find like-minded people who are doing stuff. We don't really have one because we're in so many other things, too. It never got used. Yeah, which is understandable. I mean, yeah, not worried about it. I, I am a member of a million Discords. Some of them I pay attention to, some of them I don't. Um, honestly, everything I follow on Patreon has a Discord that I don't use that I'm attached to. It just ain't time for all that anymore. I mean, but I know that it's that. there if I need it, which is cool. So media oh, section. This is going to be a weird media section. How weird this is going to be a section. weird media so, so this is the time of our podcast uh, at 8 Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, uh, where we talk about movies and TV shows that we've watched this week or books we've read, music, etc. Any kind of media stuff that we want to talk about. I saw a couple movies. What? I did. We should point out that that's odd because generally Kathy hasn't watched any movies and Gonzo's watched all of them and John's watched like one or two. And we're kind of the opposite because Gonzo hasn't watched much because Gonzo's been sick. So Gonzo watched one or two, Kathy watched all the movies, and John didn't watch shit. Acid Burn Punk. Hey, Acid Burn Punk. I didn't know you were here. You went through four books. What do you have to tell us? Uh, Cyberstorm. I actually just started that before we got on the podcast. Hey, what's Enola Holmes? It is the it is a Netflix movie about Sherlock Holmes' daughter, or sister, younger sister, a 16-year-old sister or whatever. And goes off, and Sherlock Holmes is played by Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. Huh. Yeah. And uh, Enola Holmes is played by uh, Bobby from um, Stranger Things. Uh, I can't remember her full name. Okay. It look, I, I watched like the first 40 minutes. Oh, hear me go and do that. I've only watched like the first 40 minutes of it. Um, and it plays like a Sherlock Holmes movie. Uh, talking about things, everything that you had typically done, uh, but done from the younger sister's perspective. Millie Bobby Brown. There we go. I couldn't remember going off and just blah. Um, but it, I was intrigued. I was having fun with it. it yeah, it was it was a fun movie so far. Um, not going to give any rating on it because I'm not finished. But so far, as soon as I get done here, I'm going to go finish it up. And uh, it's a movie, not a series? Correct. It's just a I think it's like okay. two-hour movie on Netflix. That's cool because I'm a big uh, Sherlock Holmes fan. I've, mm -hmm. I've Sherlock Holmes since I was a kid. I used to watch the old Basil Rathbone, Nigel Bruce ones with my dad. Yeah, I'm also uh, watching the uh, the BBC Sherlock Holmes and oh, going like get, too, getting yeah. through that now. Oh, Elementary, Elementary is a is awesome. Nick said I really like that series too. Elementary. Elementary was great, and that came out right about the same time as they started playing. Uh, the BBC Sherlock Holmes Sherlock, oh, yes, uh, was... here in the States. They they were like kind of at the same time, so I was trying not to compare them. But yeah, I really enjoyed the I really enjoyed Elementary and I thought Lucy Liu was really cool. Yeah, it was a really really good series. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I like Johnny Lee Miller, I like Lucy Liu. But funny that it's on what is that, C B S? Yeah. Which means it's probably on CBS All Access, which I'm sure. I still have. 
Well, maybe we'll put that on the list. Oh, I loved I loved Elementary. Myself with Clone Wars, I gotta watch some other series. It was it was really really good. Had a lot of good thing in it. Um, of course, it's a modern twist um, on it, so it's modern day. But it was really good. I really liked it a lot. They actually kind of went on the big um, drug addiction part of the Sherlock Holmes too, um, because of course in the books he did drugs and then. In this, in elementary, they kind of went with the, they they took it a little step further, of course, to a modern point. So, mm-hmm. it was really Fair good. Um, so, Kathy, why don't you go? Since you have like seven to do today, you can go and go with one of your seven. Uh huh. So I, <laughs> <laughs> I watched the holiday, which is a romantic comedy, uh, from twenty oh six. And it's really, it's just uh, Kate Winslet, Cameron Diaz, and they both have problems, guy problems. They decide to switch houses. One lives in England, the other one lives in L.A. They switch houses. Uh, It was fun. Jack Black was in it, and I love Jack Black, and he was hilarious, as always. And, uh, you know, what can I say? It was a romantic comedy. Pretty formulaic. Uh, most romantic comedies aren't. That's why we love the ones that are, are formulaic. The ones that's why we love the ones that aren't so much. You know. Well, you always know. You always know the girl meets the guy, and then you know they fall in love, and then there's some kind of wrench that gets thrown in the works that you know screws everything up, and then they find a way to get together. <laughs> That's like every single, every single. I don't think I've ever seen a romantic comedy that wasn't like that. <laughs> yeah. So, but, you know, it was funny. Everybody was entertaining. Uh, I liked it. Maybe two space herpes because it's, it's a romantic comedy. <laughs> I wasn't really, I I wasn't really yeah, I wasn't it's really expecting comedy. a whole lot. It was just a, you know, sometimes you just want to watch something that's just mindless fun. So that was my, yeah, it's a very short and sweet review. Not really a review, but <laughs> um, I watched I, it. Uh, it was fun. Oh, I could talk about something, Gonzo. I watched just because I don't watch anything significant doesn't mean I haven't watched 7 million YouTube videos. Oh, of course. Because I watch 7 million YouTube videos. Um, I use YouTube also like most people, a lot of people use uh, Spotify. Okay. So I'm going to talk uh, real quick about uh, one of the ones I look at. And this is sort of a, a weirder one. Not my normal sort of MechWarrior Online and music video wheelhouse uh, is... Uh, MGO316, who does Transformers and action figures reviews. Okay. He's really funny. He's really personable. He he compares with other models. He'll show you all the details. He'll transform it in front of you on camera so you can see how it does. Um, There's some I'm like, oh, this is really cool. I want to buy this. And he transforms it. And I'm like, nope, fuck that. That's too hard. (laughs) But he's really good. He puts out stuff multiple times a week. Um, again, like I said, he's very funny. He's got a huge collection of these things. Uh, does a little skit at the end of all of them. 
um, with some running gags that are sometimes really funny. But he's, if you're into that stuff, if you're thinking about buying a particular uh, Transformer model, check him out and see if he's got a review of it. It might either sell you on it or not, because there's a lot of differences in those. Um, I would give him, you know, a half a shot of... Uh, Half a shot of Kraken, yeah. Half a space herpes because he's generally really good. Once in a while, a little extra silly and all, but uh, it's usually pretty good. And then also, uh, before we go on, Nixel uh, said, found the group Volbeat this week is a good old rock band. Yeah, I, I like Volbeat also. Um, I, I wasn't as big a fan of their earlier stuff, but uh, their most recent stuff they've been putting out, that doesn't sound, they're a very specific sound. If someone plays a song, you're like, that's Volbeat. You know it. They have a sound. <laughs> you know that. I, I don't want to say it's it's like what people say about Nickelback, but not like in a bad way. You just know that it's Volbeat. It's like when you hear an Andrew WK song, you're like, "That's Andrew WK. I fucking know it." But "Die to Live," which is one of the more recent ones, the where in the the video they have Neil Fallon from um, Clutch on it, is fucking my favorite song right now. It is. I just love it. It is great rock with piano and saxophone in the middle of it it is just great i would check it out die to live volbeat absolutely my favorite the rest of her stuff has been all good too uh go ahead uh kathy or gonzo um i guess i didn't get to watch a lot but i did notice um i just want to talk about something uh they of course they erased all that they canceled dark crystal resistance uh, which kind of is a bummer because I was really into it and really liking it, but it was I figured it would gone and get canceled anyway uh, because it's just it's Muppets and well, it's not so much that there's two things with it. It's one, it's Muppets, and other yeah. people aren't into Muppets, and they should be because Muppets are fucking awesome. Yeah. Two was the problem I had, and the reason I hadn't watched it yet is we do kind of all know where the whole story ends. Correct. It's hard to do. You can do that for a season, you know, like you like in Star Wars. You we know where Rogue One's gonna end. Yeah, we kind of know. We hadn't seen any of these people since, so either they're gonna be stupid and retcon it, or everyone's gonna die. Yeah, it's not uh, like it's a surprise. So there's 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 only so much they can do. Correct. Um, which it, it, it's. I get it. There was a, I know someone had mentioned that it was too expensive uh, and I'm sure it probably got pretty expensive uh, with yeah. sets and everything, which is kind of, you know, kind of bad. Um, not cheap, unfortunately, even yeah. if they are awesome. Um, also, uh, Kipo and Age of the Wonder Beast uh, is the final season is coming out October 12th. If uh, you're not watching that, uh, check it out. It is an amazing, cool, funny cartoon. Um, Really plays up some really weird shit. Uh, there's something about a bees that talk in uh, techno rave music. <laughs> techno rave music. Yeah. Um, and so it was. It, it's really good. That's coming out. Um, there was a couple of other things that were um, coming out or ending that I couldn't remember what it was, but I was like, oh man. Everything, because it's getting really hard for me to find shows to watch, um, which is why, excuse me, I was really excited that uh, Raised by Wolves got renewed for a new season already, uh, which I was really liked. Uh, if you've got HBO Max and you like really good and really trippy sci-fi, because uh, you really don't know who to root for and who to, you know, 
get going or how to, you know, who's a good guy, who's a bad guy, this is the show for you. There was a big plot twist at the end of um, this last episode um, that I can't wait for them to explain. But I really, really, really like uh, Raised by Wolves. Um, it's a sci-fi done a little bit different, and it's a unique type of story. Um, so I'm still giving it zero space herpes for the time going because it's just freaking badass. I love the shit out of it. I I really, really like it. So That's surprising. My boss, who loves being shout out to, shout out to John. Uh, was not a huge fan because he says, uh, well, it wasn't like bad quality or anything. It just seemed like that everything keeps getting worse and worse in the most unrealistic ways possible. <laughs> uh, there is there is some bad things, but the thing is, is, it's the story of the two factions, and now we've got a third type of faction brewing, and it's yeah. it, it's like this pull and shove between the two factions. And it, you, like I said, you really don't know who to root for and who to, you know, okay, yeah, this is, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, that happened. But, I mean, I really like it a lot. Um, I'm having, I had a blast, I'm having a blast with it. They release every, they release two episodes every Thursday, I think is what it is. Um, so, which is becoming the new norm. Uh, because a lot of new shows that are Netflix, HBO Max, so on and so forth. Uh, are releasing, you know, like one episode every week or two episodes every week, which I'm perfectly fine with. Yeah, um, it's. I know people hate that because they want to binge a series and maybe cancel them's membership afterwards. And I know you can be a little upset, but they kind of don't want you to do that because that affects their money and affects what they can put towards stuff. Correct. So try and maybe, you know. Give it a chance. Maybe it'll be okay. If not, then maybe that's not the thing for you, unfortunately. Because uh, there, people are still downvoting uh, the boys on Amazon because of that. Because they only release, release one episode a week, and I'm like, uh, the I the mean, boys is still a great series. Well, but like, I mean, Amazon's probably the one service where they could. It's not going to affect much because it's Amazon Prime. The generally speaking, the videos are. are tacked on to the stuff you get and are going to love anyways. Correct. But you don't downvote it because they're doing that. I mean, yeah. they're downvote it because it's a shitty show, not because they decided so, to put it out one episode every week. So, Acid Burn, um, if you want to binge something so you can binge the next eight show, binge the next eight shows, any shows you have that are complete, and give it time to complete. That's what I did with Discovery. By the time I got to Discovery um, and Picard, Picard was already several weeks in, so by the time uh, me and the roommate caught up, there we were you know we were done and then discovery there was already two seasons done so we just got to watch it at our own speed and i like to do that better than i like to wait for it to release every week because i can't guarantee any day i'm going to be in the uh in the mood to i mean it's weird but i mean covid pock was like that sometimes you're like i don't want to see that i want to see fucking muppets being amazing because i need that kind of humor <laughs> uh so what's one of yours john Kathy, Kathy, that's oh. the one. Oh, that's right. Go ahead, Kathy. What's yeah. your other one? So, I didn't realize that there was a movie before this one until I finished watching this one. It was uh, The Legend of Fritton's Goal, and it was only afterwards that I realized it was the second installment of St. Trinian's 
which was an earlier movie. But anyways, so the legend of Fritten's gold, uh, it's the most bizarre movie I've seen in a long time. <laughs> it's so weird, like funny, but weird. The costumes were really cool, but it was weird. It takes place at this girls' school, at a girls' school where there are no rules, uh, except for that the girls they wear uniforms, but every single girl has like modified her uniform in some way, which ends up looking really cool. Anyways, uh, so this was like a 2009. No, it was was it 2009? Anyways. Uh, so the the headmistress of the school is played by uh, oh, what's his name? Rupert. God damn it! I can't remember his <laughs> name. What's his face? Rupert. What's his face? <laughs> Rupert Everett. Look, I googled it. <laughs> That's what Google's for. Yeah. So David Tennant plays the uh, the antagonist. And Jodie Whittaker is in it. It just is one of the characters. And I'm like, wait a minute. So there were a whole bunch of it out of all the girls in this. Uh, it's a British show. And I'm like, she looks familiar. And she looks familiar. And he looks familiar. And, and you just all these really familiar faces in it. Uh, but it's, it's like a... Pirates? It starts out with pirates. And I have no idea where it's going from there because I never saw the first movie. I didn't even know there was a first movie. So it starts out with pirates and then they're like, you know, the one guy's like, you stole my treasure, I'm going to I'm gonna exact revenge on you if it takes me, you know, 10 years, 100 years, 420 years, which is oddly specific. But it turns out that 420 years later is when the rest of the movie takes place which is the the headmistress of this girl's college is a descendant of uh, Fritten the pirate who robbed uh, the David Tennant character of his treasure the David Tennant character was going to use this treasure to try and unseat uh, the first queen of England because he felt like uh, women shouldn't be ruling over men and so there's this whole sort of battle of the sexes kind of thing going on this dynamic in this in this movie and just the whole thing was so bizarre there was a a raid on the girls school at in the dark of night by these guys with like night goggles and and you know paramilitary outfits and stuff and uh (laughs) these girls are repelling them with slingshots and just the weirdest shit. It was just, it was so odd. It, it, I was laughing. It was funny. It was totally worth watching, but I would go like three space herpes because it was just so far out there and weird and, but, but a lot of fun. It was like one of those uh, junk food kind of movies. It's just a lot of fun to watch, but, is probably not that good. <laughs> Fair enough. Super funny though. So yeah. 
I did see that one of your favorite movies is coming out on um, uh, Netflix, John. And uh, I'm sure you'll probably be, uh, you got that all put on there and going to watch the hell out of it. You, and, you, you mean the opposite of what you say, actually, right? <laughs> Real Steel is coming I out can... on Netflix. I've never <laughs> seen Real Steel. Yeah, have you not? I figured it would be one of them that you would watch. I saw it just no. came through saying it was coming up on there, and I was like, I oh. saw it, and I'm like, eh, I like Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman's amusing to watch in movies. That doesn't look like a terrible movie. I may watch it. It's coming out on Netflix. I just saw that. I was looking at something on, someone sent me something on Netflix. Uh, I don't so. know what that is. Real Steel. And, uh, it's like robot boxing, and someone's controlling him or, and teaching him, so it's... It's another one of those AI robot-y type ones. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'd, I'd watch it. It's not going to stop me from watching that shit. <laughs> um, there are people who like it. I mean, heck, uh, it looks like... Uh, it likes it. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to try anything. Fuck, it cannot be worse than what I've fucking already seen. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> we know. And we've already seen the bottom. Everything is above. Um, what else? Let's see. So, um, obviously, I uh, YouTube. Uh, I watch a lot of MechWare Online stuff. So, I play a lot of MechWare Online. Uh, Baradul is super cool. He's very positive. Shows you builds. That may or may not be really good, but at least sort of shows you what you can do in a Mac and gives you some highlights for that. Uh, TTB is a little more serious and occasionally a bit salty. Um but he's a very good player. And then you can also find a bunch of other guys. Um, a bunch of streamers will put stuff out there. Uh, no Guts, No Galaxy. Uh, Phil he used to be a designer on the game. He puts a lot of stuff. He also streams. He's he's a bit more no-nonsense, but he's got a better sense of humor. He's sort of like halfway between a Baradol and a TTB as far as that goes. But there's a bunch of guys. You can just find all sorts of MechWarrior Online content if you're looking at that at all. Um, and actually, any game you're into, you can probably find a shit ton of content for people on YouTube. Take a look at it. And if I were to selfishly promote a couple more for that, uh, look up Urbinomics 101, which is for my unit for uh, MechWare Online. And then also look up, uh, where is it? What did Fox call his channel? Foxtrot9XL. He does a bunch of little clips. These do clips from games that I might be in, that my team, my unit's in. Um, a lot less commenty than the other ones because it's actual gameplay footage, not, you know, edited to add in there. So a lot of good stuff there, a lot of build stuff you can get. But like I say, check it out for any game you're playing. If you're playing an online game or any other game, there's just so many more, so much resources out there that can help you sort of jump in and get ideas of what to do. Gonzo? Um, I really didn't watch much of anything else. Uh, cause I, I was like, didn't I watch, I, I watched a couple of TV shows, but nothing that was worth anything. Um, cause like I said, I was going to bed at like nine o'clock all week. Um, yeah. cause it was just, I was just so beat. Um, I did say, and we did make a thing on it that, um, uh, they are, they've already picked their new bond. Um, and that was Is this week. Sure? Uh, oh, yeah, it was, uh, what's his nugget? Tom Holland? No. Um, Artie. Hardy, Tom not Hardy? Yeah. Sorry. I knew it was an H. <laughs> and Tom Holland on the brain. Yeah. Um, that they, they had made that announcement that he's in the running for being the Bond, I should say. Uh, not not an official confirmation, but that he's in the running for being uh, the new Bond. 
I've enjoyed him in everything. I mean, I think they need to take it with a grain of salt because I hear that his he on the production of uh, Mad Max Fury Road, he was a bit of a bitch. No, but you know, but he's even come back and apologized, and he was in a shitty time of his life and was not doing what he should be doing. You know, he was not being professional. He was not acting as he should. Um, and that's a movie that sort of rose above it. That's sort of why he has so few lines because he was doing things that way. And George Miller decided to roll another way, and still ended up being really cool. So that's awesome. Yeah, I just saw that and thought that would be an interesting, uh, interesting pick for the next Bond. But you know, we'll see if it's actual true or not. But that was something that came up and everything. So I don't know. Um, I did watch. Uh, I caught up on a couple of shows, um, but like I said, it was mostly you know. Uh, the boys and uh, raised by wolves, because yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, mean, I really just sat down and just kind of crashed this week. Yeah, and I did watch. I watched some Clone Wars this week. It is definitely getting better. It only took four seasons. <laughs> Still a little uh, cliched and hackneyed at points, but it's downright watchable now. Um, so I'm looking forward to. Uh, finishing that off i really want to get it done so i can get on to the next section so i continue watching all of star wars because i still have a shit ton to go i ain't even gotten to the third movie yet <laughs> i mean that in episode three much less the original third movie i got a whole other cartoon series and four <laughs> movies to go to that well we also got mandalorian coming out pretty soon too so are you yeah. gonna skip and just go ahead and watch that or are you gonna Fuck yes Okay, if we're going to say. <laughs> you have to, yeah. Today at, uh, at lunch, at uh, birthday lunch, my mom was like uh, talking about how she wanted to see uh, the Baby Yoda show. The Baby Yoda show. <laughs> I still have to say that trailer is pretty good. And uh, when uh, the baby closes the hatch, you're like, <laughs> he's like, uh-uh, fuck this. <laughs> that, that was great. That's, that's awesome. He's like, I know where this is going. <laughs> Yeah, October 30th. Um, Ooh, it's a birthday present. Yay! <laughs> um, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Because uh, I did show that... What's funny is I got, I got this thing that said, hey, the 15 top shows that you should binge watch or get ready to watch, you know, because, uh, of course, they, they think that we're going to get hit by another uh, uh, big wave coming up. And I was I looked at it, and, like, 10 of them I've already watched. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> Shit! I mean, Gonzo, you're going to have to do something. There's not going to be any more good TV made. I mean, we got another season of uh, Discovery coming. I mean, I know you didn't like it necessarily as much as I did, but... Oh, no, I like Discovery. I, I didn't have any problem with it. Probably not as much as I did. Oh, I know. You you really loved Excuse it. Excuse me to tell. Which is better, Picard or Discovery Season 2? I don't know. Which one was better okay. to you? To me? It, it was Discovery Season 2, but that's a close fight. Yeah, because, I mean, Picard that's was just good and fun. Yeah. I love old shows. As the Burn Punk says, I've started binging old shows. I, I'm a sucker for old shows. I, I love watching old, weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I remember for a couple of weeks, I was, I, I'd like watched the first, I watched the first episode of Space 1999 not that long ago. I've watched the first couple of episodes of MacGyver. It is, I, it's fun to watch some of them here and there. I'm not sure I would watch a whole run of some of them unless I was I'm gonna... working my way through all of the James Bond movies consecutively. <laughs> you took a week off though I did, yeah I think it's going to have to be Because I couldn't do it today because of our stream So it's going to have to be like every other Sunday That I get to do that That's fair 
See, I don't even know who, you know, y'all talking about old, old shows. I don't even know if I, there's anything that we really want to rewatch. I mean, I'm talking old, old. What, what don't you want to rewatch? You know, like The Saint with Roger Moore. There oh, you my go. God. The Saint. Shit. You know, I mean, there's a bajillion old shows How out there. How about The Avengers? <laughs> I don't know. Just find something that's in a genre that you're interested in and go. Yeah. Sean well, Connery is my favorite Bond side storm. It's Sean Connery. <laughs> There's no hate. No, I'm probably going to go into like Amazon because I did see a new series on Amazon that I wanted to try out. And then, of course, uh, Nurse Ratchet on Netflix uh, caught my eye. And I may I try to watch that. So I'm going to see what that is. See what that, that that's got a few people talking about it. And I'm interested to at least try out a couple of episodes. And see if it's worth a damn. But there was a, there, there was wow. something new. I'm interested to see what Nixel's favorite uh, Bond is now. Yeah, Nix. Come on, Nix. Okay, everybody, tell me, tell us in the chat. What is your, which one is your favorite Bond? See, I, I see. I have an issue with it, because um, I can't really say which one is my favorite. I just know that when I grew up, I watched a lot of Roger Moore, and so he's my, he's who I would think is my Bond. It's kind of like Doctor Who. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. like Doctor Who because Tom Baker is is my favorite Doctor Who. And because, Peter Davis, mine. Well, okay, yeah. technically, David. It's Tech. really not an issue of of who's better necessarily, but no, it's just who you're yeah. more familiar with. You, yeah. You, see, I'm more familiar with Roger Moore. The role, you know. Yeah. See, I'm more familiar with Roger Moore because that's what I grew up watching was Roger Moore as James Bond. And I knew that Sean Connery was one, but I was like, mm. Doctor Who reboot. Oh, uh, yeah, David Tennant. Oh, David Tennant. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Number I mean, two, I really actually love Eccleston. Eccleston. I really loved Eccleston. <laughs> uh, we just, we yeah, just. Uh, I, I haven't seen any of uh, the last two Doctors. Uh, Matt Smith's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Like, if that is number three, it's a strong number three. You still got an A game in number three. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, Pierce Brosnan should have been epic but didn't do any sense yeah um, yeah I agree my, my familiar one is I actually really like uh, and this sounds good to sound weird I really like Timothy Dalton because he was the one I really I, when I really started Timothy paying attention Dalton. to Dot Bond movies having having only recently seen the Timothy Dalton ones for the first time for the first time those were the only James Bond that I hadn't ever seen uh <laughs> I really like that one a yeah. lot. I, I thought mean, he did a really good job with that. It was a little darker for yeah. for James Bond in those those shows. See, I, I agree with Nixel. I don't think uh, he wasn't smooth enough for me. He wasn't like he was suave. suave. Yeah, not like a not like a Pierce Brosnan. But I yeah. think that's what he was aiming for, and I, yeah. I like that they're all being a little bit different. You need your different take on them, which is cool. I hope when uh, when whoever the next one is, whether it be Tom Hardy or someone else, hashtag Idris Elba. <laughs> I, uh, I, like I can see that. Uh, I, I just want to see what they do with it to take it a little. It's I take it's like the role, like when everyone plays a Joker, they don't do it the way someone else did it. They do it a different way. Yeah. I think every Bond should try and be a little more different than the others. I think it helps this franchise. Just the the whole movie, uh, the Timothy Dalton ones, the the movies, just the plot, everything about them was just a little bit, 
darker and more serious, darker. but my impression was like it was way more Miami Vice than every other one, too. I, I would agree with that. It's definitely way more. But it was the 1980s, so. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what you got then. You know, it's Bond Billy Connolly is Bond. It took a long time to move along from the Roger Moore one to something else. I did. Um, but when they did, and then sort of Pierce Brosnan was supposed to, was there for like a midway between, uh, you know, say like a, the old school Roger Moore and sort of like Timothy Dalton. He sort of slid back into somewhere between the two of them. But we could talk about James Bond forever. I mean, I could. But oh, of it course. is now. Uh... Billy Connolly is Bond. Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> Henry Cavill is Bond. I'm down. I could see I... that. Uh... I mean, he was. Yeah, you know what? I feel like Bond has to be English. Or, or uh, you know. Maybe you should look that up. From the UK, at least. I think Henry Cavill is English. <laughs> he might be. Is he? I have no idea. I don't know. Pretty sure he is. Yeah, Benyon. Yeah, Idris Elba. Yeah, Elba could make a good one. Amazing James Bond. I, I think Idris Elba was perfect. I mean, he'd be great for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, spoiler: I want Idris Elba in more things because Idris Elba is fucking awesome. Yeah, he is. Agreed. You put Idris Elba in a movie, I'm like in. What? I don't know. No, in. <laughs> <laughs> Trash. You're right. Henry Cavill and Jason Momo should make a buddy cop movie. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> you guys would be would great be together. They get so much charisma, it's great. Jason Momoa is just amusing to watch on screen. Oh, yeah, I mean, if you can pull off the line of Black Superman, yeah, more stuff. I- I'll be honest, that whole last Fast and the Furious tangent movie with uh, The Rock and uh, Jason Statham and Jabba was fucking, it was a great ride. It was not necessarily great cinema, but it was a great ride. Well, guys, uh, that is actually our show. We went over a little bit. That's okay. Uh, We had a good time talking. Um, We appreciate everybody that came in, everybody that watched. uh, More than anything, we appreciate it a lot. I'm actually going to – we're going to send a raid over to Zambies um, and uh, raid her and stuff. So stick around and stay with her. Um, I'd like to say uh, give us a follow. We we do our podcast every Sunday night, and I – stream my miniature painting four days a week uh tuesday wednesday thursday friday at 3 p.m central mm-hmm. and every other sunday until i get this gundam assembled is going to be gundam assembly stream <laughs> <laughs> before the podcast so yeah give us a follow hang and, out uh, so guys thanks for thanks for hanging out for more than dice i'm gonzo I'm John. I'm Kathy. Look I was after just each other. Waiting for you to say I'm John. Just <laughs> waiting, waiting. I gave you a chance. You were waiting for me. I was waiting for you. It's a And and now we're getting uh, Bill Robinson breathe. I should paint my gun. I should paint yours too. Okay. <laughs> Say hi to Sam.